0: breaking news welcome to will and Merzane's special tts report
1: and we're back from the break that was the intermission between season seven and season eight for more of the special report with me as always for this is the one and only merzane what's happening bud
0: nothing much uh i cheated a little bit and i've already finished my game but we'll talk about that later
1: yeah so (laughs) unfortunately due to scheduling conflicts and then me just happened to catch the flu we weren't able to do what we did last season and kind of break down the pre-season roster kind of thing and maybe talk through some changes and stuff like that so i apologize to the suits out there i really wish we could have gotten that done but you know Life happens, it is what it is. But we're back to do the special reports for this season here. And we're going to start with week one. And again, timing and everything. Unfortunately, Merzane's already played his match. But that doesn't mean that we can't get some good insight from what he experienced, what he looked at, and thought might happen versus how things played out. And then also we'll talk about my matchup. But Merzane, first of all, Let's talk about what each of us are playing this season. So what are you bringing to season eight of TTS?
0: Well, last season I brought a very brawly uh, list designed to get an early advantage and hold it. Uh, And I learned very quickly that it can do that. But if it doesn't, it has a really bad time getting back into the game. So I decided to take something that didn't need to roll dice as much. Uh, When I do, it's more impactful either with more volume or better attacks. And uh, also be able to kind of equalize the playing field. Uh, So to do that, I brought Avengers. Um, My characters are uh, Zemo, Black Cat, Black Panther, both Captain Americas, so I can play either leadership, Iron Fist, Iron Man, Thor, Toad, and Vision for tactics cards, which these are kind of up in the air because this is also after uh, the great shakeup of 2022 (laughs) or standard timeline ruined all of our uh, tactics cards, hopes, and dreams. Exactly. Uh, For this right now, I'm running advanced R&D, Avengers Assemble, Brace for Impact, Escort to Safety, Fallback, Heroes for Hire, Marked for Death, Mission Objective, Ricochet Blast, and Versatile Strategy.
1: Nice, nice. So, I do have a comment here about your characters, first of all, before I say much else about anything else. I love to see Thor there in Avengers. Like, I love Thor, and it's just good to see him seeing some love on the tabletop, and I'm, I'm glad that you included him in here.
0: I'll tell you, he hasn't treated me very well in the two games I've played so far. <laughs> um, he's kind of a tech piece. Uh, I, wanted, I need a five-point fi- uh, model somewhere. And it was when I came to Memphis a few weeks ago. Uh, Loki with the mind gem. But I found out he wasn't really doing the thing I wanted him to do. I wanted someone really survivable with a little bit of punch. Mm-hmm. A little bit of control. And... Loki kind of does that. He's pretty good into certain matchups, but I found that he wasn't doing exactly what I wanted him to do. He wasn't quite maneuverable enough. So if he got stuck on a side, there wasn't a lot of ways he could get back in the in the game and influence the other side of the table. So I figured Thor might do a little better with uh, his charge, the four Asgard. Uh, his throw kind of mimics the mind gem mm-hmm. uh, ability to, to move people. And he's also got a range five hammer throw, which the defensive aspect comes in, Thor has a pretty good amount of defense and a pretty good amount of health. And he's also got the shock, which helps keep everyone alive versus some of these teams that are coming out like the uh, all rapid fire Shadowlands Daredevils and some of like the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff where they're running four and five die builders. Making them roll worse dice means that the rest of your team feels better. Um, So that's kind of the theory behind it. But I've got a lot of characters I might want to put in this slot.
1: Yeah, well, I just like to see him in there, so I'm cool with that. But um, another thing you mentioned is versatile strategy here. So let's explain what versatile strategy is for people that might not know.
0: What versatile strategy does is uh, if you have a character with an active leadership, that character may play this card as an active card. So it has to be during your turn. You choose a non-active leadership ability of an allied character in your squad that corresponds to your squad's affiliation, that leadership is now active instead of the current leadership and all effects of the original leadership expire. So basically, if you have two or more leaders in your, uh, in your squad on the table, only on the table, um, you can swap mid-game from one to another. So the idea that I had was to start the game with Steve in certain matchups. Uh, maybe to get an early black cat seal or to do some early uh, charges and stuff. Kind of get the advantage in my favor mm-hmm. and then s- potentially swap to Sam. Because Sam's leadership is also very good at like equalizing and uh, mitigating like spikes and stuff, which we don't have that anymore. We don't have a lot of ways to mitigate spikes with med pack and field dressing gone. Oh yeah, uh, and also makes attrition game plans a little bit worse, um, as long as they're not running certain things. So it can make uh, it can makes for some really uh, complicated matchups for my opponent. I haven't tried it a lot yet. It seems like a really big brain card, and I'm a little scared to try it. Uh, but it's definitely there in case I see like a golden opportunity. I feel or you. I man up a little bit and I decide, hey, you know what? We doing it. Well that's cool, man.
1: Yeah. It's it's a card that I think is really interesting and definitely one that is a little big brain, I think, but it could be really useful and catch some people off guard this season, I think. So anyways, uh what are your crises now? Because I cut you off before I think you got to those.
0: Uh so crises I took kind of standard and again they're kind of trying to be neutral i want to make people fight me or play fair uh i don't want people running away and i don't want uh i basically want to force us to play marvel crisis protocol and not uh uh like keep away or whatever yeah so i brought intrusions open across city as seals collapse which is the teleporty one so i can get across the table easy um and because it's got a good point cost mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park i've got a lot of pretty good uh physical defense dice and it's four and pay to flip which is good against criminal syndicate uh either one because kingpin doesn't really get his leadership on it and i can walk off of them so that uh daredevil doesn't get his uh re-rolls on mm-hmm. people standing next to points And then portals overrun city with spider people for the almost the exact same reason I have pretty decent energy defense. Uh, It's spread out so I can use some of my maneuverability like with Black Panther, Black Cat, Zemo, Toad to kind of control it. And then also um, stay off the points for those certain characters that I don't want to be on the points for and shut down some of the kingpin shenanigans. Uh, and then for Extracts, I brought Fear Grip's World as Worthy Terrorized Cities, uh, because it's Hammers, and Hammers is the best ever. Hammer time, uh, always good. Hammer is my favorite. It's so fun. Um, Spider Infected Invade Manhattan. This one's a bit of a weird one. Uh, I do have a turn one play that I can do against the uninitiated. Um, Ooh. Pray tell. Uh, someone did it to me, and it was pretty good. Um but it's only really good if someone doesn't have the tools to deal with it. And a lot of people are running tools to deal with stuff like that. So it's just kind of there, like, just in case the stars align.
1: Okay, well, um, well, you got to tell us what the play is now, right? You, you've put it out there in the world.
0: So uh, Hyper Viper did this to me in a tournament, an online tournament. And it is uh, Iron Fist goes, and he grabs the middle spider infected. Because he has a second power, he advanced R&Ds on his activation the other power to black cat under steve's leadership Mm -hmm. so now black cat can double move and steal any of the other uh any of the other points because she has two and her thing requires three but because she's under steve she gets a discount sure then you take uh black panther is a really good one uh zemo toad basically anyone who can run across the map Mm-hmm. to the other side and grab stuff. Uh, he used, uh, who was it? Dr. Voodoo, because medium move, medium basis can move and pick up your opponent's thing. Yep. So if you try to do anything to stop Iron Fist, he will just run across the map and grab one of your things. If you do, if you don't, if you grab one of your back points, he'll run across the board and grab your other back point. And then later, Black Cat's going to come and steal the one off of them. Sure. And it's a way to get four or five spider infected up on your opponent. Uh, Round one.
1: Oh, yeah. Always annoying.
0: It's very annoying. Uh, it was a really weird game when <laughs> we played that game. Because I didn't, again, I didn't recognize it until after he had done it. Basically, like, oh, that's what you're doing. Uh, I don't really have a response to this. Yeah, and uh, it really catapulted him to a win. So, so okay.
1: in terms of of the idea of this show, of the TTS special report being kind of ways to to talk about your list, talk about how to what you might expect if you're just coming into a competitive scene and whatnot. So, how would you deal with that play now if you saw it? Because it is a popular play.
0: So, this team is like I said. This this squad is designed. This roster is designed to help counter that kind of stuff. So Black Cat's a really good counter, obviously, because she can just steal one back, uh, whether from their Black black Cat or uh, someone comes across the board and steals mine, um, or I can steal it off the middle one. Uh, I have lots of fast-moving characters, so I can also go steal theirs, or characters with charge so that I can charge into their guys round one and get two attacks. And probably pick it up if I kill them. So, really, it's just designed to uh, maximize my round one um, value, so that I can uh, try to not get behind round one. Yeah, and then start out valuing later on. No, that um, seems good. That's what I. I one of the things with this roster is Matt also has that round one play that he does with uh, Nick Fury. And escort to safety to protect him. Yep. Where Nick Fury picks up a middle point, And then the um, agents pick up one of your spider infected. And it was designed to uh, be able to be kind of ladder characters towards the middle so that they couldn't be deceptioned. And mm-hmm. then have Black Cat steal it from Nick Fury as one of the last activations. And Baron Zemo and what's his name? Alex? Sam. Can both charge at the grunts, kill them, and then pick up the other objective? Pick up the objective they drop because they get to drop it anywhere, uh, rather than you get to pick. So their long move lets you pick it up from wherever he places it. Right. All in one activation. Because the problem with the with the grunts is that they'll take typically two activations to kill and then pick up the point.
1: Well, Matt's grunts so are drop. just exceptionally immortal. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know about anybody else, but either way, yeah, and. I only bring it up because it's one of those interesting plays that's like, you know, because I have a similar play-ish in my roster. I have it available. You know, I took Lizard out, which he was kind of the main candidate for running such a play. But I still have Voodoo. I still have Strange who could go and do that kind of a thing. You know, not necessarily that I want to do that with Strange, but, like, it's there. You know what I mean? So I have that same kind of a play available to me. I just prefer not to do that because it just isn't my thing. I I think it's worth... It's not worth it most of the time, because most people are going to be able to deal with it,
0: in my opinion. I I always look at them as, like, pub stompers, right? Like, either... Either you're going to be able to beat someone out with it because they don't have an answer, or you're not, and then you play a normal game of MCP. So... Most of the time, it beats people, is either the first time they've ever seen it. It's like Hyper Viper beat me with it because I'd never seen it before. And uh, I, I did pretty good into it that game, I'd say. Uh, I could have done better, certainly. I lost the game. I could have done better. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I feel like getting blindsided by it, uh, I kept up pretty well. But most of the time, the people that it's really going to beat are people who are newer to the game. So you're basically. Putting this into your list, it's kind of like Dash Guard, right? Dash Guard had answers. I didn't like Dash Guard either. But typically, you're going to like absolutely stomp new players, and versus experienced players who have the counters and and have the experience, you're probably not going to really like destroy them. So it's not worth doing. So those plays to me just don't make a lot of sense competitively, mm-hmm. because while you can sneak some wins and against the uninitiated good players. If they are initiated, you're in for a bad time.
1: Yeah, exactly. So anyways, back to talking about your list, because I think we've gone <laughs> off on, on one or two too many tangents already, but that's what we do here. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about like your list? Oh, I think you said Spider-Infected, and then did you
0: say the last uh, extract? Uh, Montesi formula. Yes. Which, it's just, it's a low-scoring objective people can't really run away with very well. All, all three of these are kind of, if they're not low scoring, it's hard to run away with them because there's multiple things to grab or they're low scoring uh, or in like the spider infected case, I can move you back to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Any, anything you want to say about the overall on this list before we talk about mine a little bit?
0: Um, I just think Avengers is in a good spot. I think this is a really solid list. I don't think it excels at any one thing. It's really versatile, which tends to be where I like. I, I tend to thrive is when I have like versatile, uh, flexible lists, and yeah. so I'm really excited to play more of it. Uh, it's what took me the win up in Memphis a couple weeks ago. Sure did. uh, which was a lot of the 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 games were a lot of fun, and it, I I swapped from Midnight Suns and then to Guardians and then to this. Midnight Suns for the reasons I stated earlier, just not feeling like they had a lot of comeback. Guardians, because unless I was running specifically Thanos in my list, I always felt like my guardians were subpar. Um, like, I never felt like I was in the driver's seat. I was I was always hoping dice worked. And yeah. when they didn't, I was having a rough time. I get uh, that. And we it tokens just weren't doing enough for me. Uh, at least in my games, <laughs> like my 13 attack rocket game where he did three damage. Woof. <laughs> Up in uh, Nashville. So I decided to swap to this so I could either make better dice plays or not rely on them to get things done. And so far, that's worked for the most part. Right, for the most
1: part. So we'll talk about how your game went here in just a few minutes because I think that's a reference to that.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll also say my Steve tends to die every other game, and I don't know why.
1: Yeah, well, that just happens. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Look, I, I I have tried to KO
1: Steve every chance I get, if I'm being honest with you.
0: I mean, I, I do too. And I'll tell you, I have the hardest time. But everyone will go in on mine like, yeah, I'll just shoot a four-die shot at him. I'm like, cool, he's on his backside. I'm going to do Vibranium Shield. Surely I'll take a damage. Oh, that, that was a good uh, four-die shot for five damage because I rolled a great attack roll with no <laughs> blanks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's
1: my favorite thing with like Shadowlands, Daredevil. I've I've learning is like, you know, man, this would have been a heck of an attack roll, but unfortunately I'm rolling for defense right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really obnoxious sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. So my roster is convocation again, because it's just kind of kind of the thing for me right now. I'm still not bored with it. I'm still figuring out new stuff with it. And I'm I'm trying to continue to get better with it. Because I feel like there's still untapped potential here. And we're going to start with the characters. I'm taking Ancient One, Baron Mordo, Black Swan with the Power Gem, Clea, Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme, Dr. Voodoo, Heimdall, Magic, Shadowlands Daredevil, and Wong. As for tactics cards... I've got The Bar With No Doors, which is my leadership card, Brace for Impact, Escort to Safety, Eyes on the Prize, Follow Me, Indomitable, Ironbound Books of Shumagorath. Journey Through Limbo, Orb of Agamotto, and plain of Poldock. My crisis selection is kind of reverting back to what it was at the beginning of last season. Uh, I had made some changes and I realized I should not have made those changes when I did, but you know, we've reverted back a little bit cause I think I liked what was working with this, some of this stuff as it was. So we've got the demons downtown because I have two people that are immune to incinerate and I don't mind playing a little slow intrusions open across the city as seals collapse, much like yourself. I like the point value. And then also I think it's just a good crisis in general, especially if you do want to fight a little bit, which I kind of do. And especially with the way I've set things up here, I think that it works out really good for me better this time around than it did last time. Cause last time it was just kind of meh and not particularly exciting, which is why I changed it out. But I think it's definitely a little more interesting now. Mm -hmm. Portals overrun the city with spider people because it just makes sense to use that as my last secure and then Extract Crises, I've got Fear Grips the World as Worthy Terrorized Cities because who doesn't love a hammer? And I have a play for that, which I'm excited to do. And then we've got Spider Infected Invade Manhattan, much for the same reasons that you have, not because I have a play specifically, but because I feel like it's fairly neutral in terms of extracts, The you can only hold one. So it's not one of these extracts where like Cube Fragments or Legacy or something like that. Where your opponent's going to be able to grab multiples and potentially run away. No. Okay. Black cat wants to come and steal my spider infected. Fine. She can have that one spider infected, but you know what? There's four more on the tabletop. I'll figure out a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the way I look at it. And then, uh, the Montesi formula found, and that's another one where I have kind of a play that I like to run for it, but I also think it's a really neutral crisis. And I think giving Wong a beam is just super fun. So
0: it was it was super funny in Midnight Suns a couple times I would give him the beam and get to do uh uh the Siege of Darkness and he'd shoot a beam at somebody.
1: Oh man, yeah, I bet that, that, that's awesome. <laughs> I bet that's awesome. So that's my list here. You know, it, it's not too different from what I ran last season, with the exception of we've added in Black Swan with the power gem and Time Doll and Shadowlands Daredevil. Those are the three big changes for me this season. And probably Shadowlands Daredevil is the most intricate piece to this whole thing. And I've talked before on the Regular House Party Protocol podcast about like, you know, the whole ninjas killing themselves to get Ironbound books back is probably more cute than good in in the broader sense. I think I think I still stand by that, right? Like I think it's 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 good ish. It's not not great. It's not going to be game breaking. It's not going to like suddenly turn my margin of victory up or or like take my win percentage to the stratosphere. I don't see that kind of thing happening. But what it does do is it empowers me to be a little more reckless with some of my characters, which allows me to get in there and get in the fray and, and do a little bit more fighting and stuff, which I do kind of like to do. So that's kind of why he's here. And then also, I really like the Montessi formula that I have with him. So if I win priority, I don't care whether I pick secures or extracts most of the time. really depends on what my opponent has more than anything. Like, I don't want to play scoundrels, so I'll probably pick secures if I win priority because I don't want to do scoundrels or sword. But other than that, I like my extracts because with the ninjas, what you can do is you can use them turn one, grab the extract that's right in front of you right you know like the montessi right in front of you right and then daredevil mm-hmm. can go to the middle and grab that middle one and be relatively safe because he has stealth plus the radar sense plus the leadership hop where if he does take a damage he just hops back closer to the friendly zone there and i would say it's worked out pretty good so far It's one of those things where if my opponent gives me the opportunity to go get the middle one, even if I don't have priority, I'm still going to take it. And if they come up and take that middle one, I'm fine with that, too, because then I have something like the Orb of Agamotto to let Strange Teleport turn one right into their face and start blasting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel really good about it. And then with the Ninja Vanish that they have, I activate the ninjas first, grab that book and then. They just hang on to it for a turn. And at the top of turn two, I activate the ninjas. They pass it off to Wong or whoever. If I don't have Wong there, Clea, who, whoever. Doesn't matter. And they pass it off to somebody. And I've already put the books up. So the books are going to be back up immediately again on turn three. And it's after turn four where things start to fall off the rails usually. Because I have to be able to get the ninjas back to having an objective or get my opponent to kill them. Right? And that's the thing that a lot of people don't want to do. And it's what you don't do. Like, if you are playing the ninjas, don't kill them. Just let them do whatever they're going to do. And and they're not too big of a threat. Because where Shadowlands hurts you is when he comes in and does his five dice attack, then the ninjas come in on top and do their little four dice attack. And then when he's able to do that, his spender attack where he gets the two extra dice, that's the kind of stuff that's going to hurt you if you're playing against the ninjas. So a lot of times my opponent won't go after the ninjas, which is definitely a little frustrating. But we, we bait him into it a time or two.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, so yeah, it's, it's a good time. And uh, so yeah, I mean, that's my list. And I'm pretty happy with it so far. I went 3-1 and here locally with it. With every, The only difference was Heimdall wasn't in here. It was um, Lizard at the time, because he's not released yet at the time we were recording this, or we were playing that. So What do you think about that list, Merzane?
0: I think it's cool. Uh, You were talking about the, you know, being able to refresh the books. I think it's a cool play. I agree it's not like, for the majority of your games, it's probably not going to, like, change a whole lot. But I do think it opens more options for you. Because, like you said, you can play more recklessly. And I don't think it'll win every game, but there's certainly going to be games where, um you're going to be able to throw down that second books really early and it it, it will win the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way I think about it too. It's like, you know, just mitigating that little bit of damage at times, like, you know, anyone that brings a heavy physical squad, like if I'm playing black order, I'm definitely going to want to try to do it because that way it, it just kind of mitigates their potential damage output a little bit. You know what I mean? It protects someone like strange Mm -hmm. who I have to get maximum value out of, or else the whole thing just falls apart.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, so, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, that's that's what we're working with here. And, you know, if uh, you guys have any questions about this list, my list, Merzane's uh, list, anything that we talk about on here, make sure to send us a message on our Discord page. You can, or the House Party Protocol Discord, you can check that out. If you're part of our Patreon program, it's uh, patreon.com slash House party protocol for as little as a dollar a month or twelve bucks a year. You can join in over there and hang out with us, have a good time, and talk shop and talk goofy stuff too. I mean, you know, we've got a couple people from that are over there that are playing in their matches this week and uh, talking it all up, talking strategy, kind of doing what we're doing here, but over there on the Discord. It's kind of a lot of fun. So you can come and check that out, or you can send us messages at Facebook on our Facebook page over there. Uh, really responsive to those so just send us messages and let us know what you think and uh with that Merzane let's talk about these matchups what do you think
0: sure do we want to talk about the one that's happened and then talk about the one in the future or uh vice versa
1: let's talk about the one that's happened and then talk about the one in the future so let's for you let's keep it maybe I don't want to say short and sweet on the expectations versus reality of this matchup but let's let's (laughs) Let's take it, like, what did you expect when you looked at this gentleman's roster, which I, I should note, playing Guardians of the Galaxy, and kind of what you would expect with the exception of maybe there. so Voodoo's in here, Scarlet Witch is in here, and then Space Maw, or Mima, as I like to call him, Ma. yeah, is in here. <laughs> like Other than that, it's pretty bog-standard Guardians of the Galaxy, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much what I would expect. Um there's the the two key things that I'll I'll talk about were the were probably the thing I didn't really recognize he could do. And I may have made a different turn zero decision had I thought about it, but I ultimately probably doesn't make a big difference if the way the game went went again. <laughs> right. Uh, so we'll just I'll just cut to the chase. Um He we ended up playing intrusions and Montesi formula. I got priority, so I chose. Um, I chose my secures because we basically had the same extracts. Uh, he had mutant extremists instead of spider infected, so yeah. pretty similar. But his secures were demons downtown, gamma waves, and sword, all of which I really didn't want to see, and I really didn't want to be at a low point cost. And there's a much higher chance of a low point cost. Um. With those scenarios. So I chose I chose my secures and we got intrusions. He got Montessi. And he chose 19 points. Well, I was expecting S- Scarlet Witch, aka Switch. You're going to recall her Switch. Uh, and Switch or, or Space Maw. So I wasn't going to take my normal loadout, which is like Captain Sam, Captain Steve, and Black Panther. Because they all don't really like seeing Mystic. Mm-hmm. And I also opted to not take uh, Iron Fist because I figured I would see a little bit I see at least one mystic character. and it would be good to have people who were more resilient to a wider range of stuff and with a little bit more utility. So I ended up taking Captain America, Thor, so that I could put stagger on whichever the whichever big beater he put down, and shocks. So I could try to control the one big beater mm-hmm. um. I kind of plow through their or no more mutants because he took both of those cards in his roster. I took Zemo because of his four mystic defense, the reroll, the speed, all that stuff. Black Cat so I could steal a book when I needed to and because she's fast with a stagger so I could stagger more people. And I took Vision because I expected probably a six wide He's pretty good at assassinating people like Ebony Maw or Scarlet Witch with his synthesoid Synthesoid Avenger Spender and also good at clearing waves of people and has a really cheap throw that I can utilize for some control. Uh, He also is pretty good against all forms of damage because he can swap to having five dice versus energy or physical and he always has four versus mystic which is pretty decent. Um well he ended up taking, to my surprise, a five wide list with Drax, Nebula, Star Lord, Space Maw, and Scarlet Witch, and also took uh Shh and No More Mutants. Yep. Which really took me by surprise. Uh so I knew at that point, I'd made really good decisions about what characters not to bring because now <laughs> there's two really big mystic turrets on the table. Um, so long story short, round one is very uneventful. Um, I barely positioned Thieve outside of range of Space Maw doing Space Gem move forward and shoot him. Thank goodness. Uh, my Thor moved up and put Shock on his Drax in the middle of the table. My Baron Zemo charged his Star-Lord, and Vision went over to one side of the table where his wife was waiting for him. <laughs> uh, well, actually, he was waiting there, and his wife came up and said hi. Oh, yeah, nice. Next, next round, um, I went first. So I went with Thor, because what I wanted to do is I wanted to charge in, put a stagger on Ebony Moth, uh, and shock him, maybe throw him, do some, do some stuff to him to try to get him get his output down. So I'm only having to worry so much about Scarlet Witch. Well, he, I said for Asgard, and he said, cool, uh, I'm going to shh it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I he's spent gonna, he, the two power gonna... on him <laughs> and didn't get to move. Hang on. Which... Hang
1: on, hang on. You, you said he's going to shh it?
0: He's going to shit. it. <laughs> <He's> gonna... <laughs> he sh it all over <laughs> Thor, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I don't know if anybody else caught that one. He said, I just, "Thor said I'm gonna guard and he said
0: I'm gonna shit."
2: Oh man! I did not
0: think about that. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It's the little yeah, things, people. It's the little things. Anyway, hey, I, okay. I
0: need I need that pick me up too. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. So continue. I'm sorry. So. I got told to stay. I threw a hammer oh. at him to get the shock on him so his output's not as big. Did no damage. That's fine. Didn't need to do damage. Just wanted to get the shock down. Thor ends the activation in the exact same spot. Uh, within, range of, within range of charging to an objective. Well, then Scarlet Witch goes... I believe it was Scarlet Witch next. Um, and she does two builders in this vision. The first one does one damage. I blocked like three or four. And so wow. he rolled like four or five and still did a damage. I thought, okay, that's fine. He's got to do five damage to kill him. And then he can sit the Zoid Avenger her back or throw her, or do some other stuff. Like we're good. And then he does a, a then he does a builder and does five damage and, and dazes him. <laughs> oh
2: and my I think, gosh.
0: oh, okay. Uh, not what I expected, but we're probably still fine. So I think I went with... I don't remember who i I may have i don't think i passed i i I may have passed um no i went with zemo i actually did get to activate zemo i tried to kill star lord uh i got him bleeding and did like two or three damage to him not a lot it was really disappointing and then ebony maw i think it was ebony maw next he went and uh one shot captain america oh my gosh Uh, I don't remember if he, I think he one-shot him. I don't think he did two attacks into him. I could be wrong. Um, But either way, Captain America's dazed round one as well. Uh, Black Cat probably moved somewhere, and then Nebula dazed. Uh, Yeah, she moved in between Zemo and Nebula at one point to try to bait her into hitting uh, Black Cat instead, Mm -hmm. because she wouldn't get all of her re-rolls. I was up on a on some cover on some terrain, so I'd get cover. So the whole idea was that he would she would try to hit him hit her, probably not do damage. He attacks Zemo instead, which is probably the correct play. Uh, first attack I don't think does any damage. Second attack is a shock sword assault. I rolled a crit, a block, two skulls. Oh no! Uh, at the end of the day, uh, and he rolled seven successes. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: And so, Zemo also goes down. So, I have three characters dazed round two. Um, He scores a whole lot of points. I'm at like two or three points at this point. It's really looking bad. Next round, I have priority again. I know that the exact same thing has to happen as last time. I have to make sure Space Maw gets diminished a little bit somehow because he's going to be a really big problem here in a second if he shoots someone and makes them um, uh, not gain power, and also starts like doing other stuff. Yeah. Which I knew that no matter who I activated, one of the three that just got dazed is probably going to get KO'd, right? Right. Zemo gets killed by Nebula again, most likely. Scarlet Witch kills Vision. Or Ma kills Steve. And I wanted to protect Steve. And I wanted to make sure Ma wasn't getting as much output because he could actually... You have space gem and move or space gem and attack under the stagger. So we were a little bit more scared of him. So we went in, we staggered him for a damage. We hit him again and did another damage. So two total damage into Ebony Mom. Oh, man. Which is not ideal. Scarlet Witch goes, she shoots into Steve for five damage on a builder. Hmm. So I played Fall Back because I, I knew I needed him to live. He had a book. Um, I think he picked up, I don't remember how he got the book. He got a book. Oh, no, he gets a book later. He doesn't have anything right now. He dropped his book. And then Scarlet Witch can't attack him again because of fallback. So she does a builder in Vision and gets like eight successes and just one shots him. And Vision's Good gone. Lord. Like, this guy's dice were on fire. Yeah. And a lot of this was like, I may have lived on one or two. There was a lot of times, because he's playing Guardians. I'd be like, cool. I live with two. Thank God. And then you go, all right, uh, I'm going to wing it and then reroll the two into two more successes. Oh, well, you perfectly killed me <laughs> once again. Um, uh. I almost conceded at that point. Cause looking at the table, um, Cap cannot contribute to the fight anymore because he's on one HP.
1: On his injured uh,
0: side. On his injured side. Oof. Zemo's almost dead, but with a lot of power. So he can potentially get some output. Thor's gone. And there's two characters next to him. He's probably also going down this turn and black Cat doesn't do a lot of damage. I've kind of lost, I've kind of lost like 30 to 50% of my damage output, uh, in total and definitely more for the turn. And this was the turn I really needed to come back. You know, I talked about making the list to not get far behind and be mm-hmm. able to equalize. Well, we're way past that point now. <laughs> uh, we have not equalized. And it is quickly spiraling out of control. Um, I decided to see how Zemo does. Zemo does one damage to Star Lord because Star Lord had one HP left, mm-hmm. and uh, dazed him. Does a uh, shock sword assault into, or not shock sword assault. He does a, um, a steel rush into Nebula and one shots her. Nice. So now the board, now he's kind of cleared up. There's gonna be two dazed over on that side of the table, and no one else can hit him. And Black Cat's over there too, so she can kind of go do her thing. The problem is, it doesn't get me a book. All the the books are on Maw, Captain America, who is starting to run to a corner, (laughs) (laughs) and um, Drac, who I will probably never be able to kill. So, long story short, Thor gets killed, or dazed. Um, Next round, Zemo transports across the map and one-shots Scarlet Witch. Thor manages to daze Ebony Maw, Black Cat went through a portal and tried to steal from Ma, but failed because of No More Mutants. Mm. The only place I could place her within one of Ebony Maw was also within four of Scarlet Witch, or five of Scarlet, whatever it is. And So, why not, of course? Right, yeah. Um, and then, I moved Cap up into the mix, just to try to bait some attacks off of Zemo, because he was so obviously the one that could do the most damage on the team at this point. Uh, and to hopefully maybe he could live and do something uh he did not he took one damage and died (laughs) (laughs) and then scarlet witch turned and shot a single shot at thor who had five damage i believe and he blocked really well he was doing one damage until he did his wing in it and got two more successes
1: oh and finished him off and
0: uh, thor goes down drops his book I no longer have enough characters to win. Um, at one of those rounds, I can't. I think it was round four. I think it was the previous round. I realized the next two rounds I needed to score six points in a row. Uh, right. Or six points, two rounds in a row. Right. Because at one point the score was like three to twelve. Woof. And I just said, "You, you've got it. We'll, we'll call it." I it, we ended the game sixteen to eight uh we it, which was his suggestion i said how do you want to do scoring we could like score it now um like how it stands now or how it would be at the end of the round like however you want to do it and he's like we'll just we'll just say 16 to 8 because you would score one because i'm not going to be able to kill that person." I was like cool that's fine
1: because he's uh, not going to be able to kill the one person
0: yeah the one person <laughs> um but it was a it was a really rough game um my opponent, uh, my opponent played really well. Um, he was very, he was very upset. Uh, it's hard being diced like that and dicing people like that, which is not to say the only reason he won was because of dice. Um, Sounds like it's a pretty big contributor. It was a very big contributor, but he also made a lot of like the correct plays at the correct time. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was able to snowball such a, an early lead because of dice. Yep. They'll do um they basically put me in a position where I needed to play perfectly and get perfect rolls to come back and I mean, didn't happen. <laughs> sure. But uh he, he felt pretty bad about he's like, Yeah, it was a good game. I'm sorry that happened. Like, it's not his fault. I wasn't mad at him. Uh very upset with the game in general just because of you know it it, it was very helpless. Yeah. You know, you're put in a position where you're trying to play the game. You made a, I made a list specifically to stop myself from having games where I'm helpless and games where we have to play fairly. And uh, our dice just decided that uh, that was not what was going to happen. Right. That's just going to happen. It's not his fault.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, look, dice are going to dice. I say it all the time for a reason, because it's true. I mean, you just can't account for crazy hot rolls sometimes and you know yeah your opponent played a great game and I'm sure you played a a pretty clean game yourself but I mean when when things like that happen it happens and you know the thing about that is and it's one of the things we talked about last season and I'll echo this season for anybody new here is even when that happens those kind of things happen this might be a little bit of a, a of a exception to the rule but generally dice don't stay hot for the entirety of a game right usually yep. you'll be able to kind of go through the flow of the game and it'll kind of swing back one way or the other you know yeah and maybe this time it just didn't happen like maybe you're used to it happen. but would you say that you made any kind of decisions that maybe changed the outcome at all on your side or do you feel like it was just kind of one of those games where it just happens that way
0: um I would say there's probably mistakes I made. Um I could have played better around the uh the counter spells as it were. Um I could have played how would you
1: have played around those? I I really want to know how how you would have dealt with the the shit moments and the no more <laughs> mutants.
0: Um for example, I could have rather than tried to 4 Asgard in Um, I was getting a little hasty because you know I just I I was really worried about getting in and doing both the the stagger and the shock. I could have just moved in and paid two power to get one big attack into Ebony Maw on low defense dice, and maybe that would have been better and played around the thing. And then if I got power, I could throw him somewhere. Mm -hmm. I also at one point the only reason Thor got killed by Scarlet Witch was because. I had four Asgarded him in a position to to pinball Ebony Maw because I forgot that he could cancel. He basically has built-in brace for impact. Right. Yeah. Um, had I not done that, Thor might have lived, and Baron Zemo potentially could have lived through the. Uh... If I rolled the same dice with a reroll, there's a potential he doesn't die to right. uh, to Scarlet Witch. He also had more health at the time. He had four health because he got he'd been dazed and went through a portal, which does a damage to him. Right. So had I positioned a little bit better, I potentially could have gotten another round off and done more. Uh, it also prevented me from getting a score. I moved Thor off a point and then had to move uh, Cat elsewhere. But this was all at points where I'd already thought the game was over. So I was just in desperation mode if I had been right, panicked, yeah. maybe. I but you. early game decisions, it was a pretty, it was pretty standard opening play, Um up until everyone started getting one shot (laughs) and then of (laughs) course standard play kind of went away and there was there wasn't a whole lot i could do to mitigate that
1: right yeah for sure i mean that's just how it goes just how it goes
0: and again this is not to disparage him and say like oh he didn't i would not say for a second that he didn't deserve it or uh that you know it was like he a not. win out from under me or anything like that of course
1: not you know no, you're not i don't think anyone listening to this is saying that you're diminishing your opponent's win by saying that dice were hot and this happened and that i mean look it's just a recap and what happened and it is what it is
0: yep it, it is a it is a fact of this game uh that that's gonna happen exactly and uh he was good about it and you know he had a great list there's a really high i was really worried when he put the list on the table that um even without dice there was going to be a lot of problems for me Um, oh yeah and there were even besides the dice there was definitely a few moments where some uh some stuff happened that took me by surprise and i didn't really play very well so uh it wasn't just the dice but it really put me in a position where it was hard to um, hard to stop
1: yeah yeah well I, you know I get that I get that and now you've just got a mountain to climb get into cuts <laughs> yeah you know, a really
0: big mountain <laughs> It's
1: uh, but you can do it if anybody can do it I know you can anything else you want to say we about your matchup we shall see
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no um, I still feel good about the list uh, Thor might need to go I like Thor um but like Thordice or Thordice, and I'm just wondering if a character who does more consistently. I I've, I've thought about Juggernaut. Um I thought about a couple other five threats in this slot that are just a little bit more consistent at living. I just want someone who can live really and uh, maneuver. Right. Juggernaut may be better for that. Um I thought about seven point Thanos. Like with a mind gem, because uh, I just needed I need a fi- a higher threat that is an odd number for list building purposes. <laughs> uh, so seven point Thanos is an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, but that's something we can talk about at mid season, and you know, uh, with this with all the new changes and everything getting mixed up, and a brand new meta, everything's weird. It's, everything's it's hard weird. to say.
1: This is a true story true story. So, now suits, I hope y'all are ready to kind of break down a matchup and do uh, the fun thing that we do here where we get to wildly speculate on what our opponents are going to do. And uh yeah. So, without further ado, we're going to take a look at my opponent's roster here and uh it's Moser 92. So, uh thanks Moser if you're listening for playing me this week i'm really excited where our game is saturday july 9th at 7 p.m central time so saturday july 9th 7 p.m central time and if you've been listening to this for a while you know where it's going to be streamed it's going to be at the uh, twitch.tv slash darthballs05 with a z just you know just if you know you know you know (laughs) so Make sure to check that out. Tune in. And uh, don't worry, I'll be posting links around for when we're going live with this game and everything. And one of the things that I dodged last season, I was glad to dodge it, was the dadgum Brotherhood of Mutants. Because Lord knows I felt not good in that matchup. Like I feel like it is hands down one of the weakest matchups I have as a Convocation player. Just because there's so much physical... Stuff that they can do, right?
0: Yep, it's a very uh attrition based, physical oriented affiliation, uh, with a lot of throws, which you don't really pack a lot of throws to stop them, um, that really want to out you in an affiliation where uh, your out dicing only goes so far,
1: exactly. Exactly. So, my opponent is playing Brotherhood of Mutants and. They are bringing Black Cat, Gambit, Juggernaut, Magneto, Mysterio, Quicksilver, Rogue, Sabretooth, Scarlet Witch, and Toad. Their tactics cards are Asteroid M, Brace for Impact, Can I Borrow That, Deception, Do You Know Who I Am, Follow Me. Last minute save, magnetic refraction, catch up, and the whims of chaos. So I don't have to worry about a little No More Mutants, which I'm kind of happy for. And Yeah, feel glad. <laughs> yeah, very glad for that because I don't want to spend that four power on a strange teleport just to be told no. Let me tell you. <laughs> it feels real bad. Um, so one thing to note here, if this, you see this last minute save and you're like, wait a minute, you didn't read Lockjaw? You'd be correct. Last minute save is a lockjaw specific card. My opponent didn't have lockjaw. I'm assuming it was just a when he made his list he had lockjaw in at one point and then took him out. It is what it is. It happens at the best or, of us.
0: Or he misclicked. We the the way that we put in lists for the um the TTS seasons is a giant uh, Google sheet, and you just check on the ones that you want, uh, like big checkbox. That's like a hundred something. Lines long. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to misclick.
1: It's very easy to. So the secure crisis he brought are Demons Downtown, Intrusions, Mutant Madman. Extracts are Alien Ship, Hammers, and Mutant Extremists. So I'm very familiar with Alien Ship, having played it quite a bit last season. The only difference is this season I don't have a Hulk. And Hulk was a really good character to have that Kree core on. For obvious reasons. So, when I look at his list here, and let's start, again, from a turn zero perspective, right? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at his list. If I win priority, I'm going to choose, I think, Extracts. Because I'm not upset by any of his secures, even Mutant Madman. Like It's less than ideal for me, but I can play Mutant Madman okay but I don't want to play senators and I don't really want to play alien ship. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think you don't want to go to low points. And I think, uh, I think that I've seen you play enough mutant mad men to think that if anyone playing convocation is going to do well on it, it will be you. Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't think convocation's bad at it because, because you have so much control, um, right? You're low. Like, I actually had this discussion with Nate after the Nashville tournament because I brought Groot on Spider Portals and he thought that was a mistake because Groot has two energy defense. Right. But at two on an uncontested, you have a 75% chance of flipping, which I mean, it's fine. So in the early rounds, when you're going against an uncontested one, you're picking it up for the first time. You've got a pretty good shot to get it. I think three is only like 80 something percent the odds don't increase by that much more um, and for it's, it's even more diminishing returns because it's never 100% and right. later on in the game of course when you are having to do contested roles it's a problem but a lot of your convocation members are either good at good at making it not contested either by death or uh, movement <laughs> so right. it's not as big of an issue as it might originally seem
1: Yeah, and that's the way I look at it, too. It's exactly like what you said right there. And another thing about Mutant Madman is with his extracts, it seems like he's he's really wanting to fight. And with two out of his three secures, again, he's kind of wanting that fight, which is fine with me, but Mutant Madman brings about a whole bit of a different game. And if we get Mutant Madman combined with something like Spider Portals with, with what he has here in his setup, I feel okay into that.
0: Yeah, especially because the more spider infected he has, the fewer people can mothership. And that's going to be his primary way to influence different sides of the table. Like, you can take Orb, and a lot of your guys, like uh, Magic uh, and Heimdall, even have ways to maneuver. Mm And his don't really. Like, especially Magneto. Like, if you can, like, force Magneto to one side of the table and then just play Keep Away because he's got a spider infected or something, or his mothership targets have spider infected. You're kind of sitting pretty.
1: Yeah. So that's what I think in terms of if I win priority or if I lose priority, I kind of expect my opponent to go for secures. I think that's just kind of what most people do. But maybe, maybe if my opponent wins priority, he'll look at our extracts and our secures and he'll think the same thing I'm thinking of, well, there's a lot of overlap in the secure. So maybe I'll choose extract. And if he does, I think that's okay because I'm okay playing on the alien ship. I'm okay playing on the senators. And this is the one matchup where I probably am not going to do my hammers play with eyes on the prize, but by God, I want to, but I probably wouldn't do it. (laughs) So, you know, overall though, I'm, I don't know. What do you think? we like, like when we when you look at this and we we talked about the extract and the secure and all that stuff, like what should I focus on when I look at this list here? Because what I would expect him to do, I mean, he's clearly not planning on playing anything other than Magneto because he doesn't have Mystique. So another no deception, yes please. So I would expect that he's gonna do something like bring a Scarlet Witch to like oh, oh I'm no.
0: Gonna, he took Mysterio instead of Mystique, but still took Deception. Oh, he did? Oh, I didn't even see that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, that's a misclick. Oh, Yeah, no. that's
0: another misclick, which, it may have, which is probably what happened with the last minute save, too.
1: Oh. I, now, see, all right. This is one of those things where he's going to get to the table, and he's going to realize he did that because my guess is he's going to put down mystique. Yep. How do I handle that Merzane in a league format like this? You as an accuser, right? How, how, I, I know how personally I want to handle this, but I want to know what the league rules are.
0: The league rules are the, uh, the list after cutoffs is the list. Uh, unfortunately, um, I've had this ruled against me before. I uh, played a web warriors list without all webbed up. Oh, nice. Um, And I literally, I, I went and said, look, I accidentally clicked the one below it or whatever. Can I swap it before my opponent was even aware? Like I messaged my opponent and said, Hey, this happened. Do you mind if I swap it? If I can get it swapped? He said, sure. And that wasn't enough because if we allow people to swap because of misclicks that means that people can swap to tech and we can't prove otherwise
1: Mm. right yeah
0: so in order to keep it fair for everyone as much as some people you know unfortunately have to suffer for it which your opponent is obviously going to have a bad time because of that we have to make the list the list yeah um and I would honestly probably message him beforehand like, hey, we were going over your list and found this out.
1: Yeah, I'm going uh, to. And
0: let him know. The answer will mo- will more than likely, from any of the other Infinity Watch, the- which are the people who run the, the events, we cannot swap. That's going to have to be mid-season. And wow. it sucks, but it has to be that way to be-, to be fair.
1: You guys are so mean. I can't believe y'all. So mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and, and it,
1: that's why I ask, is because, you know, like you said, you, you made a good point right there. Go ahead, though.
0: I was going to say, it's just, it's specifically for the interest of being fair. Anyone else having a change request would also get denied for whatever reason it may be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny, I didn't even, like, I knew he didn't have Mystique, but I didn't realize he had Deception in his list and didn't have Mystique. Like, I knew he didn't have Mystique, but for whatever reason, I was like, oh, no Mystique. Well, then he doesn't have Deception. I even sat here and read it off and didn't even, like, put two and two together.
0: (laughs) I, I saw Mysterio and thought it was Mystique. Uh, yeah. And saw Deception and thought, man, you know, we'll have to talk, we might have to talk about some Deception anti, anti-plays. anti uh, And then realized, wait a minute, that says Mysterio. You said he doesn't have Mystique. And I thought, yeah, he does. It's right there under Magneto. Oh, that's Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, and look, you know, that kind of thing happens. And that's why I think this is a good example of an opportunity to check your list, you know? I think yes. that's... Always double check when you're submitting something, especially like an online form. You know, anytime like you're putting in for an event, like make sure, triple check that list, people. But I still think we can still talk about what to expect in this list and everything like that. I think that yeah, you know, he's got black cat and quicksilver and he's got the can I borrow that from Quicksilver? And y'all know, you guys know, Quicksilver is the bane. Of my existence, I swear. That dude, well, when he attacks me, it's no fewer than four attacks, period. <laughs> it's insane.
0: Well, keep in mind, uh, if you get spider infected, uh, or he gets the senator, he cannot use, can I borrow that? Because it only steals assets. huh. It does not steal people.
1: Okay, well, there you go. So there's that. So I have to watch out if we get something like Montessi or a Hammers.
0: Yep. But if you get, um, those are the only two in your list that can do that, is the Spider Infected on your end and the Senator's on his end. Okay. If either of those are pulled, can I borrow that? Is a dead card?
1: Nice. Okay, well, that's good to know. I still got to worry about Black Cat in that situation. But like I said earlier, I'm not, Black Cat's still a problem. <laughs> I'm not too worried about her, though. I'm really not. Like, more than anything, I'm worried about her staggering me.
0: Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to I a lot of people like underestimate the fact that she can just remove half of your character's activation. Um and it's pretty good. I, but like for the most part in this matchup, he's got a really standard Brotherhood list, right? Aside from the misclicks, I think like everything's pretty pretty much what you'd expect when you'd hear someone's playing Brotherhood of Mutants. Absolutely. He doesn't have a like he doesn't have any crazy splash tech pieces you know like valkyrie sometimes gets splashed right. or other like three point throwers um none of that it's just a very um very good clean brotherhood yeah. list and the only unaffiliated
1: uh, character is black cat right
0: and mysterio
1: oh yeah and mysterio i see <laughs> i'm mysterio. just completely overlooking the fact that mysterio is in this list right now
0: um no no more mutants so you don't have that there's not a whole lot of gotchas to worry about yeah um The whims of chaos is kind of funny and you might need to watch out for that.
1: Yeah. I'll have to definitely check up on that one. Uh,
0: that's the one that he gets to like put conditions down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like he pays power, any number of power, uh, a non days character within three for each spent power. Um, um, Each ally removes a damage in a special condition, each enemy gains hex, root, or incinerate.
1: Yep. Those are all terrible for me, except you know, if you try to incinerate Dr. Voodoo or Clea, you know, they're they're good. They're
0: okay. But hex and root, no thanks. Yeah, and it's another one of those cards I think people weren't using it a lot because it's kinda awkward to use and takes a lot of power from a character that can spend it. But with a lot of the healing stuff gone. You know, med pack, field dressing are gone. Patchups are only a uh, big one in if like in the game now. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot more of these cards that like incidentally heal. hmm uh, As people get accustomed to the new, the new meta. For the new, sure. Uh, the new lack of healing.
1: The new lack of the heals. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like the lack of healing. So, let me ask you this: When I look at his his list here, right? I'm looking at this and. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, I think Magneto and one of the fives, Juggernaut or Scarlet Witch. I don't think he'd bring two unless we're playing at something like 20, right?
0: Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Most likely not. Uh but without Mystique and uh if Quicksilver can't be played because of no, can I borrow that? And because he didn't have Mystique, you, he might just he might just say, you know what? Forget it. We're going to go with the big boys. Yeah. And,
1: you know, I don't really have too much fear of Scarlet Witch in, into the Convocation in general. I've played a few no. good times into her, and she's great. Don't get me wrong. like I think she's a really good model and everything like that. But I think Convocation kind of counters some of the stuff that she wants to do really nicely, especially Strange. Like, her and Strange one-on-one, it's, it's a fun matchup, but I think Strange ends up kind of getting the edge there because of his canceling of the uh, successes when with his mystic armor. Right. So uh, I just, uh, I'm interested to see kind of what he puts on the table because, you know, I don't, other than Magneto and Juggernaut in this list, there's no one that's like uh, rogue is a frustration, right? Rogue, rogue will eat your lunch, but like Mm -hmm. Magneto and Juggernaut are the two big ones that can really just turn the tide I think, in this in this matchup in general, and I'm, you know, I know that I can control Magneto a little better nowadays. Like, once the Asteroid M's been played, well, I don't have to worry about Magneto using climbing gear to get back up in there, right? Yeah. So I've got, and I've got Indomitable to like, oh, you want to push me closer? Well, no, you can't. You don't get your full rerolls now, so take that. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about it a little too much here, but
0: I think you play it how you've normally been playing it, right? Like I think now it's it's gonna be weird. like I think this specific matchup feels a little better now. now, when you kill somebody, field dressing isn't going to bring back the juggernaut or the the magneto. Mm-hmm. and while juggernaut is probably gonna juggernaut probably gonna be a bigger issue for you because you're gonna have a hard time killing him, yeah, and a hard time controlling him. Um, and there's a good chance he just one shots people, oh yeah, um magneto i think you have a lot of ways to control yeah you will have to watch out he will get one turn right yeah like probably juggernaut's gonna run in there he's gonna nothing stops the juggernaut like 16 times in a row get behind all your guys and put magneto butt to butt with dr strange or something and dr strange is gonna get a whole bunch of uh whole bunch of benches and like light poles to the face yeah (laughs) but if you can uh I i think that's gonna be part of you know Keeping your bar with no doors on the correct side, because if you're on the uh, place side, you can potentially, like you said, with Indomitable. If he places someone within three, so you can pull them in, you can Mm -hmm. Indomitable, take the damage, and then just, like, leave. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Or if you're on your flip side, that's going to help you, like, single someone like Juggernaut down and maybe kill them. So I, I think that utilizing that flip is going to be a big key factor. And I think most of it's going to be on the uh, the moon's side. You're going to moon him a lot. Moon him. <laughs> yeah. So that you don't, uh, you don't get locked down nearly yeah. as easily. Or even yeah. like Juggernaut, right? Like Juggernaut moves up, he punches you, and then he pushes you, and then you go, cool, I'm back on the point with my moons of moon No, uh, that's The
1: circle of the cosmos is the one that jumps back. Oh, The moons is the re-roll, Cir- one, re-roll one.
0: Oh, well, you're not going to moon him. You're going to gonna circle, circle him. him.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. So I- I'm with you on that. I think that circle of cosmos is going to be really important here in the overall. But I do think there's going to be a moment to flip. And it's just kind of when to choose that moment, right? I'm definitely like a little bit worried about Sabertooth getting in there. I think if I see Sabertooth on the tabletop, if I can get him early get him down because he doesn't have exceptional healing. So if I can like try to try to take him down real quick before he actually gets to get there, then that'll be a pretty solid bet.
0: Yeah. I, I think that you basically want to, you want to hold back and play safe until you see that the, the winds have swift shifted in your favor and you can just like start, you know, going in and pressing a hard advantage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's talk about squad makeup for me right now, okay? So, let's say we get something. Um, let's say we get Montessi and Intrusions. Okay, let's just assume that's what we get. And we, we choose 19. What do you think my 19 looks like here? Because one of the things that I have with Montessi is, like, I want to play Shadowlands. Like, if we get Montessi, that means I chose Priority. So, I want right. to play Shadowlands here to grab that middle one. And yeah, he's a little bit of a risk, but I'm okay with putting him at that risk to make my opponent have to deal with them right?
0: right. I mean, or you could just put the uh, you could do the the ninjas well, I want
1: the ninjas to be i want to have more control over when the ninjas die, and I don't want them dying on turn one while sure, holding an objective. Yeah. i would rather I would rather choose my ninja vanish time with them. True. So, Squad Makeup, I think we talk about... I mean, it's Strange Supreme in there. That's five. Shadowlands, Daredevil, that makes nine.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and we're on 19 points, And we're probably. on 19. I think Mordo is like a no-brainer. You're yeah, kind Morto, of in a very combat uh set of scenario, and that's going to be a good one.
1: Absolutely. I think Mordo is definitely in there. So, that puts us at 12.
0: We have seven more. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we're and we are affiliated by one character. So, like, we, right now we've got two convocation characters in there right now.
0: I would say, because you're kind of in an awkward spot. You either take a four and a three, or Black Swan and Wong. Right.
1: Yeah. And. I'm going to be honest with you. Black Swan and Wong is screaming at me in the face right now.
0: Alternatively, um, I'm trying to think. You could take, you've got magic as the three potential and Heimdall, which Heimdall might be really good for your consistency. See. And for teleporting people.
1: Heimdall is exciting on this one too.
0: But I, I definitely think uh, Black Swan might be really killer in this matchup. Uh, I think... I think I think the Incinerate's going to be really valuable for you.
1: That's what I think, too. Because while I don't expect to be able to burn down a Juggernaut, right? Like, Juggernaut's hard to kill. And especially with a bunch of Mystic attacks with his five Mystic defense, it's really, really tough to kill, right? So yep. I don't necessarily want to target Juggernaut. But what I'd like to be able to do with Black Swan... Is use her to turn one, charge, I beam somebody, or even just do her strike to maybe push them off a point. But I'd prefer the I beam someone that's a little weaker, like an I beam onto a rogue, I think sounds pretty good because then I can try to tag up rogue a little bit, maybe early or whoever is up on the board early.
0: Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. even something like charge I beam to soften someone up and then if she takes any amount of damage, uh being able to follow up with like either a charge everything dies or just an everything dies. And oh. to someone like even like Juggernaut. Like an eight die physical into a five die beam on an incinerated juggernaut uh is pretty killer. Yeah. Yeah it is. Um and getting those eye I- getting the incinerate on like Magneto for the turn you really want to kill him is gonna be really, really good. Yeah, and then like you said, like rogue. I don't like it as much on rogue because like the people who take one less damage by default, it always seems like it doesn't matter. Like it always seems like <laughs> they roll their defense dice, and you always roll two more than their success, two more successes than them, and you do one damage either uh-huh. way. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. You're right. You're right. But I I I don't know. I'm just I think Black Swan just is just calling her name for this matchup. And maybe that's the wrong play. Maybe maybe because Juggernaut's a big boy, you know, not going with her into Juggernaut, maybe playing a little wider, trying to play that objective a little bit more will pro- what might be the way.
0: Well, you don't have, like, because you're at seven, you don't really have an option to play wider with the, uh, if you're taking Shadowlands... And right. Doctor Strange, like you have seven points, and you that has to be filled by two characters exactly, right? In your list makeup. Um. But I I like her. So the other options we talked about, Ancient One. Yeah. I don't think Ancient One's great for this matchup. I
1: don't think so either. I know some people out there do, but it's I don't think she's the right choice here personally.
0: Not not here. Um, like she does nothing into like Magneto or Juggernaut or. Like, really, anyone. Like, if he was taking Mystique, like, she's kind of cool at getting into melee with Mystique and killing her, because mm-hmm. she does such good, uh, such good Mystic attacks in melee.
1: To be fair, but, to be fair, I will say, she does get to reroll two dice on defense uh, for, or for dodges. But I agree with you, I, I'm still maintaining the point that I don't think she's the best into this matchup on the whole.
0: Yeah. I I, th- I think, I think that sounds really nice until you realize it's going to be two most of the time exactly exactly (laughs) um dr voodoo is good and i think he's a pretty decent answer into juggernaut yeah but he can't move juggernaut he can only make juggernaut um stop counting for points uh up until juggernaut decides to move and punch him and he has to recall his spirit anyway right and uh he doesn't really help like kill him no. The sat power is nice, but it's usually not enough. Uh, meanwhile, Wong's not going to help contribute to that either. right?
1: Wong will contribute when he gets his book.
0: Yeah, Wong can get the book and help. Um, but he's not going to contribute to that either, like as much as either Magic or Black Swan, because Magic can one-time incinerate and move Juggernaut. It can also move around a whole lot. Yeah, I think her- Magic...
1: Magic feels real good here too,
0: but Black Swan has two different ways that she can move him, uh, with the wild, with the wild everything dies, trigger throwing him, and then the wild strike pushing him. Mm-hmm. So she's got two separate ways that she can deal with him, and she's got the incinerate for him. I th- and she can also mitigate how much damage she takes by uh, blanking her, their wild, blanking yeah, her his wild field. Mm-hmm which can prevent potentially keep her on a point when he tries to push her off. Um and her telepathic suggestion lets her reroll one of their defense dice. Oh yeah. So I think she's going to be really key to like punching through like the final bits of damage on some of these tanky characters.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And and I think that I mean this is all obviously we don't know what point value we're going to get or anything like that, but I feel like 19 is especially from our secures a very good possibility here. I mean, we're, we're looking at 19, 19 or 18 on both of our secures. And then it's, uh, we've got an 18, a 17 and a 17 for me on my extracts. And he's got a 20, 18 and a 14. And I tell you right now, if he went, if, if he chooses 14 somehow like, okay, that hurts both of us.
0: Mhm. Yeah, you definitely both want to go tall. Or not tall, I mean, uh high points. Yeah. Uh I, I, If he was running Mystique, I would be more scared of the low points. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, for uh reasons probably outside of his control, he is not running Mystique
1: in this instance, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, is there any like maybe at 17 I'm not putting Black Swan on here, but like other than that, Anything above 17, I think I can fit Black Swan in comfortably.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think I think Shadowlands Daredevil is sort of a must in this matchup because you want the books up as much as possible.
1: Well, yeah, I, I agree.
0: And then Black Swan is like your secondary baby. And if you have to take Heimdall instead because of the way points work out, you're also fine with that.
1: Yeah, I think Heimdall providing a little bit of that extra consistency will be nice. Like if we play on something like... Uh, mutant madman. Then I like Heimdall and like Mordo kind of teaming up on a side. I feel like that's kind of a nice little, nice little thing. Those guys could do pretty well together.
0: Yeah. I, I like the idea too, of someone coming into range two of him and him doing the, the four fend attack with a, uh, uh, Baron Mordo buffing it to seven dice.
1: That's why I said them teaming up together. Cause yeah.
0: I love that idea too, man. <laughs> I, just, I, I really that. like his re-roll for you. Like his re-roll on like mutant madman is also gonna help.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty kind of cut and dry discussion, I think, on this matchup overall. But is there anything else that you think we need to discuss about this particular week's matchup
0: here? I don't know. Like, I think brotherhood, as we've talked, as you said before, is like one of your worst matchups. Yeah. But. That means that you just have to have, like, there's not, like, a bunch of deviated game plan, right? Like, it's not like you're being presented with a puzzle, like, oh, this is a weird matchup I have to work with. It's, oh, this thing counters me, so I have to just be careful. Right. And I have to watch, I have to watch my threats, like, mitigate your threats as best as possible and uh, try to, like, keep your threats up.
1: Yeah. Because, like,
0: all of your cool stuff he tries to counter and all of your bad stuff he, like, just has.
1: Exactly. Now, let me ask you this. I mean, if if he's got Magneto and Juggernaut and then insert other characters, right? Would it behoove mm-hmm. me to go after those other characters and just leave the big boys alone and force them? Because I know with Magneto, right? You don't want to power him up. Just don't power him up and, and he's less good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So would it behoove me to kind of go after a Quicksilver a Gambit, a Black Cat, a Toad, if I have an opportunity to, instead of trying to focus on Juggernaut and Magneto, maybe try to shift around, move around away from those guys.
0: Oh yeah, because if you kill his options, that means his big boys have to contribute more than they're really expected to, right? Like Magneto, you don't want Magneto on the front line. Like That's not Magneto's place. Right. Uh, But if you force Magneto on the front line, um that means that he's gonna be in a lot of danger. And that's what you want. You want to put you wanna put them in danger. Um And then like I don't the reason I, I focus so much on Juggernaut and Magneto this in this matchup is because they're the hardest to kill people like Gambit and Quicksilver. You're already better into Gambit, the Quicksilver because he's weak to, to mysti about to say to Mystique, to Mystic. <laughs> to Mystiques. Uh, Sabretooth's kind of weak to Mystic. Uh toad's kind of weak to all of your maneuverability shenanigans anyway yeah So like all those side people you're already pretty good against right um so having an answer to them is just sort of inbuilt into your list having an answer for the other guys once those little boys are gone (laughs) that's going to be your problem
1: right absolutely absolutely and it seems like every time i go into magneto you know he gets a six mystic defense he's going to have it most of this game but i swear those six dice somehow turn into like twelve every time he rolls them whenever i'm attacking him. it's insane to me
0: well it's it's always like the dilemma, right? like when someone else has six mystic defense, you just can't crack it. but when you're the one rolling six mystic defense like
1: it's all you blanks. Just can't
0: seem to block anything
1: yeah, oh, looking at you, dr. Fudu <laughs> well,
0: like like my, my my Steve, I lose my Steve every other game, I swear because like my opponents will put Steve in the middle of the table and I'll slam attacks into him and he just won't take damage. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: oh, look at all his blanks. He rolled.
0: <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll go to his backside and he will, like I, I may, I may burn through the front side, but that backside six defense counting blanks, I'll never do damage again. But when mine gets attacked, uh, he very quickly goes down on his front side as per usual. And on the backside, he decides, oh, I'm defending with six dice. I guess it's an attack roll, because I'm going to roll like five <laughs> hits and a wild uh-huh. and a skull. And I say, oh, well, you're just going to die, man. <laughs> and he just gets one shot.
1: <laughs> he just gets one <laughs> shot. There you go. It happens. to the best and of them.
0: Ma- Magneto definitely feels very similar to me. Uh, if, I, if I was to take Magneto, that's probably my Magneto luck.
1: Probably. So real quick before we kind of put a bow on this, when I look at my tactics cards, this is the last thing I want to think about here. You know, obviously we're taking Bar with No Doors, Brace for Impact, right? That's one, two. I think we're taking Indomitable, no matter what. So that's three. Ironbound Books, Shumagoraf, that's four. And I feel like it's playing a pole dock because I want to take down the big guy, whichever big guy it is. I want to ensure a daze whenever I can, right? And then... Yeah. We've got one more tax card because the bar with no doors doesn't take us, it doesn't take up a slot in my cards. So, what's that final slot? Is it is it escort to safety? I mean, it kind of feels like it might be escort to safety.
0: I would say, it's going to kind of depend on the scenario. Um, if you have an Orb of Agamato play, you run that, but if not, I think it's escort to safety. Well, All your guys tend to have a lot of power, and it's going to be very valuable, like even if you can't pull someone out of range three of Magneto's attacks or anything like that, you're going to be able to like pull them into or, or out of the range two band, hopefully, so you can't get re rolls. If it's against like Juggernaut, Juggernaut's uh, even if you like pull him out and then he can just move and attack you again with the um, with the nothing stops the Juggernaut. It's sort of like when you trickster Corvus Glaive, uh, mm-hmm. he gets the action back, but if he used the Glaive's Edge ability to give his next attack the blank stuff—it's gone. Uh, he still loses that. So, if Juggernaut moves and then attacks someone, and you escort to safety them, and then he can—you know—still nothing stops the Juggernaut and hit you again. He only gets five dice. Oh yeah. So, I think it's a very versatile, uh, a very versatile card for you. Um, yeah. it, it can stop a lot of, like a lot of his big hitters from really hurting you. Yeah, uh, you can also use it for some cheeky uh, stuff on your turn where like maybe if he's taking uh, Sabretooth and he punches you or you punch his Sabretooth and then he tries to punch you back you and go escort to safety to get like a free move on somebody.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh, there's a lot of really wonky things you can do with it.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I kind of definitely like that idea. I also, like you said, Orba of Agamotto is definitely an interesting one. And I think that depends on the crisis that comes up. Like if we get alien ship or senators, I'd like to have Orba of Agamotto. That way I can threaten that midline with Dr. Strange for whoever picks it up. You know what I mean? Like, okay, hey, yeah. you want to come and interact with this thing. You pick this thing up. Okay, great. Dr. Strange is going to be here in your face, blasting you. So
0: yep, and, and the only other thing I'd say is don't put plan a dock on Black Cat.
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I've learned that lesson the hard way.
0: <laughs> uh, that is definitely an easy thing to accidentally forget. Is that oh you can't reroll into her.
1: Yep, exactly. So okay, that's pretty good then. It's pretty good. I like it. I like it. I'm here for it, and I'm confident. And we'll see how it goes. Make sure to tune in, suits. But Merzane, I think that about wraps us up. But I do got to give a shout out to somebody in our Discord channel. So everyone out there on the interwebs, Merzane, knows that you love Omega Red, especially the part of his arms where his tentacles come out of. Like, that's your favorite part.
0: Sure, we can go with that. Today does sound like opposite day.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is definitely real life talk that you love that so much, especially imagining the sound it makes as it comes out of those holes. That's your favorite.
0: Well, here's the thing. is It doesn't come out of holes. It has to make its own holes, right? That's the worst part.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. So there you go. But uh, anyways, we had a Discord patron purchase an Omega Red Marvel Crisis Protocol model and send it to you, right?
0: Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Berserker and some numbers. I don't remember your numbers. I'm sorry, friend. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He sent me, he messaged me on uh, Facebook, actually, and uh, he basically challenged me, if I send you an Omega Red, will you put him together, paint him, and then also play him a few times and give your honest thoughts about him? Like, actually, like, give him a try and all that stuff. And I thought about it for a while, because he really disgusts me, and (laughs) I don't know where to play him, and I don't know what to do with him, and I haven't painted any models for Marvel Crisis Protocol yet. Uh, but through a lot of words of encouragement from my friends and my inability to say no, I said yes. Nice. So I am now the, um, partially willing owner of a fully assembled Omega Ren. (laughs) Partially Uh, willing. (laughs) Uh, his model's really cool. I love the way the tentacles look. I just have to ignore the fact they're coming out of his wrist. Um. And luckily, the way the model does it, it's not as gross as it could be.
1: Well, that one picture that we put in the Discord for you, that one... There's
0: a lot of... (laughs) It could have been way worse.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, by the way, if you're in a Discord with Merzane, make sure to tag him at Merzane with pictures of Omega Red. He loves it.
0: I I love something about it. (laughs) Uh, Particularly if it has the grossest... uh, pictures of the tentacles like under his skin, right? Like that's oh, yeah. that's the real kicker. That's the best part. Um, but here in the next coming weeks, uh humidity is really high right now down here in, in the south and uh I'm worried about priming him cuz I'm going to give him a really He's going to be the first model I painted for MCP and the first model I painted in a long time. So, I'm going to give it uh the the best I can do. So, I'm going to give it a little bit to um to paint him really nice. Get like I'm waiting for the humidity to go down so that the priming isn't as bad because uh, I'm not the best painter. and I'm also going to come up with a cool scheme for him. He's not going to be default, I don't think. Nice. Uh, at the very least, his red is going to be purple because if I'm going to play Omega Red, it's he's going to be Omega Purple. Nice. Um, Or I'm going to paint his face like Kiss. One of the two. Oh, he, that'd he be may awesome. Be, he may be Gene Simmons. <laughs>
1: that'd be amazing. Can't wait to see uh, it.
0: Yeah. I, I only My only regret is that uh, the Winterguard models were already out because I bet he's going to be playable in there and uh, I bet he'll be cool with their defensive abilities that they've spoiled so far.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to see him there too. So Merzane, I appreciate that. Berserker, thanks for doing that for Merzane. That's a really cool thing. You're awesome. And uh, if you want to come and be a part of this awesome Discord community that I keep talking about here you can check out our Patreon it's patreon.com slash house party protocol. Like I said earlier, for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can come down and hang out in our chillest, illest real realist discord, man. You know, it's a good time. And if you're asking yourself, Hey, why do you charge a dollar for your discord access? And honestly, it's to make sure that we are cultivating the right kind of community and to keep trolls out because trolls don't like paying a dollar. So there you go. I, uh, I just gotta yeah. gotta say that. So I really appreciate everyone that uh, is over there and shout out to all of the suits that are a part of that. I am routinely, constantly on a daily basis, humbled by all of y'all and the support that y'all give me and everyone that listens to this podcast, but especially those patrons over there, like it really means the world to me and touches my heart so much that y'all put up with me <laughs> sometimes multiple times a week. And it's uh, you know, I hope that every time it is worth your while and uh, never boring and always that you get something out of it. And if you ever want to let us know what we can do better, make sure to send us messages, house pod at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. If there's ever anything that I'm doing that you would rather see something I'm not doing that you want to see something where my, uh, you know, Whatever it is, you just let me know and and we'll try to figure out a way to to make this podcast better together. Because it's not just my podcast, it's everybody's podcast out there that's listening to it. This is for you guys. So, anyways, with that, Merzane, where can people find you?
0: Uh, You can find me in various discords, including the House Party Protocol one, where uh, you control me at all hours of the night, apparently. Um, (laughs) And in various different ways. Uh, and you can also find me on the Gamers Guild podcast I'm one of the hosts there Um, and occasionally if me and Kenny uh, ever decide to get back together uh, Advanced R&D which hasn't had an episode in months but we're still thinking about it we still love we still love it but we uh, we haven't had time for it
1: (laughs) it happens it happens but uh, yeah suits thanks so much for listening and uh, party on Merzane
0: party on will and power down suits. And this concludes the special report. Tune in next week for more.